This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. If Only is described as an experimental theatre play by emerging director Murasaki Haru, and it marks his first full length device production. What's in store? Well, I'm going to find out from Haru, who is the artistic director of Howl's Theatre Co., and also Wendy Wong, who is one of the cast members of the play. They both join me now to share more. Welcome, both of you. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. So both of you, I, I realize, are founders of your own companies, right? So Wendy, I mean, we uh, we spoke about your play a while back. Or the, you weren't part of that interview, but you are, of course, uh, you know, the, the force behind Amber Jade Arts. Um, uh, and of course, Haru, as I mentioned, the artistic director of Howl's Theatre. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit about, you know, your, your experiences in the performing arts. Uh, Haru, maybe we can start with you. I was reading that you do it all. You've done everything. Uh, yeah. So tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Yeah, so I started off as a stage manager in the scene uh, and it's very interesting. So if people know of Kelvin Wong in the scene, so I was his student and I wasn't really sure whether I, I wanted to do film or theatre and he was like, I, I could use stage manager and it really started off from there and I found out that I do really like theatre and with my own kind of way of working around the arts, I kind of have to experience everything if possible to be able to then decide like what works what doesn't work so it started from stage managing and then it went to acting and lighting design and all that and eventually I found my way towards directing and I feel like for now I do want to venture into that and see how that works for me yeah okay and um and what made you want uh to start well you are the founder as well right of house theater company mm. uh, cool I mean tell me what made you want to start your own company yeah, so uh, the decision came to me when I was in Cardiff. So I did a theatre degree in Cardiff. And for someone like me who's still in this very nomad, where you, like I want to hop around, do residencies and all that, doing starting a company feels very scary because then it ties you down to like a certain location. And obviously you cannot just like do it for three months and then hop somewhere else. And yeah. like, I mean, you can, but I don't really have that experience yet. <laughs> but when I was in Cardiff, I realised that it's tricky to make, to create your own works without a company, especially if I plan to come back to Malaysia because one, there are actually quite a lot of companies here and funding and all that. And I feel like I'm still young. I can kind of risk it. I can try it and see how that works for me. So honestly, yes, the plan was still very wonky when I came up with it. But honestly, that was the goal. That was to just start the company and see how it goes and just churn creative ideas from there rather than having to worry to pitch to companies this is what i have so it really started off from there but unfortunately when i came back it was 2020 oh was, no <laughs> yeah so it was like a start i i even went for like because that was the first mco right and then uh people were like okay the first mc is over like like we can kind of try and create works now this is when there was the whole i think the seating capacity was like reset. I remember there was like 20 audiences in a space and all that. And I went for it because I was like, I just came back with a degree. I can't just like play safe and all that. So yeah. I did that. I devised for like two months and then the second MCO hit. So that was when I was like, I wasn't sure with the company. But then after that break, after the pandemic starting to like slowly calm itself down, that's when I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just give this a try. And you're here now. So yeah. 
Okay, and we will talk about, you know, um, this this production, of course, which is your first, uh, as I mentioned, your first full-length device production. We will chat about that a little bit after this. But, um, but Wendy, if I can quickly uh, you know, yes, talk sure. to you. Um, uh, Amber Jade Arts, uh, you know, I spoke to your, uh, to your team, you know, just a little while yep. back, you know, about mm-hmm. um, opium at closing time. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your own sort of uh, involvement in the performing arts. Right, yeah. So uh, to summarize, well, in secondary school, I realized that I wanted to do performing arts. But you know how Malaysian education, especially like years ago, about a decade ago, uh, they're not very supportive of the arts. So I told myself, okay, let's finish SPM and then let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. So after SPM, I took a diploma in entertainment arts. And that's when I discovered the world of Mm theatre. Yeah, and I went in there uh, wanting to perform on stage. But I found myself doing a lot of backstage work, like some stage management and directorial things. Yeah, so, um, and then I went back to do another degree. So I was just like struggling, just finding my way around. But like, I have been quite familiar with the scene for a few years, but mostly backstage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then in 2020 again. <laughs> oh, that bad um, year, yeah. <laughs> yes, because I finished my degree in early 2020. And I was like, okay, you know what? We've done this degree. The degree is communications, by the way. So, which is not art. And I was thinking, okay, this is time I should just fully pursue art. So I wanted to do that, but the pandemic hit. So everything shut down. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm, then only in 2021, when things started opening up a little bit, then um, I kind of hopped back into the scene. So I was doing things. I was uh, producing, directing and performing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then me and my partner, Uncle Armand, uh, we both realized that we needed a vehicle to actually uh, help us launch our productions better. Yeah, because sure, we can go and like, you know, work for other production houses in Malaysia. We have that. But then again, because our scene is so small and you have to either fit their the roles that they have already mm. or, yeah, or, or you don't really get that much of a chance to have your own agency. Right. So that's when we decided, okay, let's have our own company. So we have our own agency to do things that we want to do. So then we had a Taryn, our friend, yeah, who pitched us like, hey, I have a script. And like, okay, so let's do it. So that's when, uh, that's how Opium at Closing Time was born. And that's how the company was born. So, yeah. That's amazing. You guys are really like, I mean, that's amazing. You know, you just wanted to do it. You went out and did it. You know, no no sort of help in that sense. No sort of assistance. You're just like, all right, I'm going to do this. And you did it. Wonderful. You know, that's really, Young really good. Young people power. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I just, I take my hat off to, you know, both of you. <laughs> really lovely. You. And both of you, of course, you know, um, I mean, this is clearly not your first production. You've done many, many things. Um, So Haru, for example, I think you've been, uh, you've done a lot of directing work. Um, I was reading... Uh, I've I've not caught any of them unfortunately, but there was caramel, there was Adi Jamaluddin La- Adi Jamaluddin's life, sorry, um, and uh, wow. Rajiv Joseph's Mr. Wolf. I mean, just some some of them that you've been doing. I mean, what are some of your yeah. uh, what would you see as some of the highlights from your own directing career? Mm, so Mr. Wolf was my first full length scripted play. So yeah, uh, that was very fun because I I I remember this. I directed this before I went to the UK and it was with the intention of that I have to do something before I go to the UK because I do not that I want people to remember me before I leave but it's like a my full length has to happen before I go because I don't know what's going to happen in the UK and all that and I'm a man with a plan that's about it yeah yeah (laughs) and then uh, I came across the script and then I was like I can totally see who I wanted to cast and the people that, that I wanted to cast are 
kind of big theater people, people like like Praveen, like Alfred Law, and all and like them. So I and luckily, cause thanks to stage managing and doing all like all these different roles in the past, I got to know these people. So it was very really like, hi, I want to do this full length play. I know I've not directed a full length thing, but <laughs> would you guys like to like? Yeah. So that was really a journey, and I'm actually very glad how that turned out. So that was like one of my most memorable ones. My if 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 I can, I like my second one would be uh the recent play before this, which is sorry, I get sentimental when I drive this was this the first experimental moving play in a in a my V. Yeah. So it was very impulsive. It's very like, uh I like what if there's a play that happens in a car? And I thought about it while I was rehearsing for Don't Like It Here Then Leave, which is another device play that happened this year in Calpac that I performed in. So I just turned to one of my castmates. We were just lying on the floor and I was like, I want to do this. Do you want to write? And she was like, yeah. And we like, okay. <laughs> and then the play happens. So it's like, house do run on this kind of a system where we we don't really want to try and push for like a, a, a full year season. Is that um, Both has its risk, but I feel like with where I am right now, I can kind of just go with, this works, this works. We have a slot. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's these two productions in my head that's like, Mm, they have like a very sweet spot in my heart. Okay, I mean, sounds amazing. And I mean, I think um, it's also a continuation, right? Uh, uh, what we're going to be seeing in If Only is a continuation of that, isn't it? So yeah, can't, can't wait to talk about that. But Wendy, very quickly, if I can ask you, you know, yes. um, as as uh, as Haru said, you know, some sweet sweet spots, some sweet memories, uh, you know, from your own career so far. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, before we get there, I want to like share a trivia that uh, from Haru, your play, Mr. Wolf. Yeah, you had Alexis mm-hmm. Wong, right? Yes. Yeah, Alexis Wong was the lead for Opium at Closing Time. Ah, the small one. Yeah, yes. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think she took a hiatus and then like she came back for Opium, so like... Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. And From then Mr. Now, Wolf to Opium, yeah. And now here the both <laughs> of you Alexis are. Alexis is amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the connection. Yeah. Um. Okay, Sweet Spots. Uh, wow, it's, it's a bit weird for me because uh, like I was active before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit. I mean, active in theatre. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And you know when, like, the pandemic sort of just wipes away your memory a little bit. Yeah. But um, I would say my directorial debut for a musical, like, in Short and Sweet Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. like, uh, I directed a mini musical. It's called Parallel. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, audiences really liked that one. It was great uh, because it was my first time directing a musical and, like, it got like rave review so that was amazing because I was pretty much younger back then I was just trying to figure out like what is a musical like how do we do this and uh, but people really liked it it was comedic enough and but honestly it's just like mad like kudos to the team uh, Terence Toh who was the writer mm-hmm. yeah and my actors and all they're all amazing honestly it's the team it's the people that make like your plays amazing mm-hmm. so yeah really grateful to have like good teams to pull it off together a very collaborative yeah. effort, right? And I, mm. I mean, the scene is quite, I don't know if I'm right in saying this, it seems quite small. So there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, the word of course is collaboration, right? And there's a lot yep. of like, uh, you guys working together and all of that. That's really nice. It's nice to see, um, especially as you said, you know, Young Power. So this emerging uh, talents mm-hmm. coming up and yes. uh, really uh, t- take making it your own and doing your own thing. That's really, really wonderful. And now let's talk about If Only, right? So uh, as you mentioned, Haru, mm. you know, uh, after you stage, sorry, I get sentimental when we drive. Um, this is sort of a, a follow-up on that? What, on that. Would I be right in saying that? Uh, it's not linked to the story okay. itself, but I would say very much of 
that impulsiveness <laughs> that yeah that that was that I could then say that's a follow up yeah if only in in a sentence would then be like it, it experimentally explores what we would feel of if only so like the the text the forms the shapes the colors so we have to i have to clarify that i feel the need to clarify that because when you hear the title if only immediately you think of like things like regret yearning longing and all that mm -hmm. which sure in this play we do cover a bit of that but from my perspective if only really came from this this how do we make choices and like the filters that come along with it and everything yeah so i would say personally from like a very personal standpoint how it uh, came about was that i think definitely the pandemic has affected things where it really made me think of my choices and what led to those choices and also because i'm also kind of someone who is able to imagine things quite like i would say like i i this is a very weird trait but like as a director i sometimes find it very hard to stage plays because when i read a play or i come across like some form of a play i'll be like oh this is how i would stage it and all of it will fall in my head and i'll be like okay full stop the end that is why i don't have to stage it anymore because i have it in my head like why risk it kind of thing so my head kind of works like that so um because my imagination is quite wild mm -hmm. i can come up with like a lot of like infinity infinity like possibilities in the moment of like when i'm supposed to make a choice and i'm like this year particularly i'm very fixated on then why do i make this one choice instead of like these other choices okay so yeah. it only came from that so it's not regret it's more like why do we make choices what contributed to those choices and like this filter and what happens if we take this filter away yeah yeah that sounds difficult. I mean, it sounds to me difficult to stage, but I have clearly no expertise. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when you were, you know, pitching it to folks like Wendy and, you know, the rest of your cast and, and you know, the crew, right? I mean, how did they sort of take to this? I mean, I guess, you know, you put, you preface it with experimental, right? So, but yeah, what was their mm. sort of reaction to it? I remember definitely during auditions, there were people who were confused because <laughs> I, yeah, because I wanted to make it very clear to them that it's not a play where it's like, oh, if only this, if only that, then the whole play would kind of sound a bit whiny. It would feel like, why would, to mm. me, it feels like, why would audiences want to pay and watch a show that is just, yeah, if only this, if only that. So sure. it's, it has to be clear that it's the feeling, the colors, It's it's like, that that very familiar sense that comes with us when we think of the word if only mm -hmm. and to well, clearly i'm not very good with words so like to, to communicate <laughs> to my like my future actors on that that was very tricky but i trust that wendy dexter and tin caught it I, during, would, you know, would you like yeah. me to add I'm on? Gonna, yes i'm gonna put wendy there i'm not in a spot but yeah how Ooh. was your reaction to it <laughs> it's it's all right because i'll be in the spotlight get it oh yeah there you go Ooh. Yay! Okay, um, yes. So, like, to be very, very, very frank, um, yes, we were all confused. <laughs> and we were, throughout the process, still confused. But we trust Haru because we can we can tell that he's very, you know, for lack of a better word, artistic. Yeah, you know, artistic mm. people, sometimes we just, we just process it, we just put it out there. We don't necessarily have the perfect explanation or the perfect, yeah, procedure to explain things so it's okay so we, we went with the flow and honestly yeah it like like Haru said it's not so much of um 
a very set thing like, oh, here's a script and here's a scene. Like, if only this is this. It's more to feelings and emotions. So, for example, can I give an example of, of a scene, Haru? Yeah. Is that okay? Oh, go for it. Go for for it. example, like, uh, we explore, like, uh, if the world would end, like, today. Yeah, and it's not a, it's not like a linear script. It's mm-hmm. like we explore the, the emotions that come with it. Like, imagine if the world ended today, like, what are your emotions? Is okay. it panic? Is it, like, euphoria? Yeah, that kind of thing. So we explore all of those. And, um, yeah, it's device. So we have, like, movement pieces. We have, like Haru said, um, colors going on. We probably have shapes that we, we use our bodies to form the shapes. Yeah, things like that. It's exploring the feeling of If Only. So there's a mm. lot of performance art as well. Would I be yeah. wrong, right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to I give would, audiences, uh, you know, what to expect. I mean, just, just a oh, little yeah. bit. Not too much, but, you know, just uh, what. Yeah. I would say, personally for me, I feel like it's more performance art, right, Haru? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. performance art than like a scripted play. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. has, is there a lot of you guys are also uh, improvising in that sense? You know, uh, uh, you know, for, for the, all the different performances, right? So there's no sort of fixed... Um, yeah, fixed uh, performance in that sense. A lot of improvisation. That one, it's tricky to answer that because okay. <laughs> mm, there is definitely parts of improvisation, mm-hmm. but also I I play music and like for this play, I also see a lot of like choreograph stuff. So it's very interesting to to want to choreograph according to beat, but also have actors improvise. So it's like trying to find that balance in between. I'm not sure if Wendy feels that way, but it's that uh... choreograph. But improv, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, actually, no, I agree. But to put it in a more like layman term, so the process of creating the whole play and the story, it feels improvised because mm. you're devising it, right? You're creating on the spot. Like, mm. okay, um, Haru, give us a prompt. Like, this is your prompt. Like, for example, think of the color yellow and then like express it to me. How? You can oh, sing, you can dance. Sorry? No, I'm just like, oh god, stressful. I can't I can't do these things. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm getting I'm getting stressed hearing about but no sorry, sorry, like, I interrupted you. I, yeah, no, it's okay. You're like, how do I like express yellow, right? Yeah. I, I mean we, we do feel that way too. We were also stressed, but you know, because we're actors, we have to just <clears throat> we got this, we got this. Yeah. So yeah, for example, mm. like Haru give us a prompt and then we have to sort of express ourselves like this is yellow in my um expression. Mm. Yeah, mm. for example, like that. So okay. it's yeah, so th- that's the process. And then slowly we solidify certain things. Like, okay, so for like, like how you said, the choreograph things, like at this certain uh, beat, you have to do this. You have to hit this beat. But to get there, uh, it's not too strict. Mm, if mm. that makes sense. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm. I was going to say it sounds like you have to be very disciplined and you know really really like but actually maybe not lah yes. maybe <laughs> yes uh, oh yes okay yes, yes. right yeah <laughs> we have to like the basically the play right now I think it just exists in our head right Haru <laughs> in our memory right now mm, and we mm, just have to mm. perform it because again it's not like in a script we have a script but it's just to set down like this happens at whatever sure now, you yes. know, I just wanted to also say that you've got some uh, other local uh, thespians with you, right? You mentioned Tin Raman, there's, uh, of yes. course, Wendy, there's Dexter. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the cast, uh, aside from Wendy, of course. The cast, so... Mm, <laughs> the I ones who got everyone, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone except for Tin actually came for auditions. So this is, yeah, this is actually the first play where I held auditions and I decided that I want to cast from auditions because as someone like I, I I find more security casting people as an actors who I already know that I've seen their works and I know how you uh how like like communication and all that because I do have 
that it would take a while for me to walk up to people and to trust, especially when it comes to directing, when things get more vulnerable and like being able to trust boundaries. But this is the play where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll audition and we see where it goes. So Wendy and Dexter came for auditions and yeah, like I totally did not expect to cast them until auditions. And very unfortunately, uh, Praveen, who was also a Mr. Wolf, uh, he came for callbacks and I also wanted to get Praveen. But then because of stuff that happened and uh, Praveen had to pull out and it was because of that we got tin in right. and I, it's kind of a fun fact as well that I was I don't know if other directors do this but I was trying to save tin for like a future 2023 production but because of Praveen I had to bring tin into this production but the cast is amazing actually I actually enjoyed the the dynamics as well that comes with this team and it's also quite rare okay not rare but it it is like not easy to get a team where there is that dynamic but mm. also being able to gel yeah, yeah so it's quite magical to see that happen on stage mm. okay well it sounds really really exciting and uh you know as you mentioned uh it's it, it well it started on on wednesday night right but there are still um performances uh coming up um you know why what you know we're just running out of time a little bit but you know why would you like i mean what would your pitch be to you know fellow malaysians on why they should come uh catch this play well this um performance art play me performance art piece i suppose yeah uh haru mm. you want to go first yeah i feel like this is kind of a nice production to wrap 2023 up. You will find a sense of familiarity. You will also find things that is very strange. But ultimately, I trust that when you walk out of the theater, you'd be able to piece things in your head and, and like you would go home thinking about things that you don't want to think about. But it would be nice to think about them at the end of 2023. Yeah. 2022, you mean, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, 20, <laughs> my brain is already 2023. Bye, that. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. I think we're all thinking about the future. We just want to, like, yeah, say goodbye to these pandemic years, isn't it? I mean, 2022 mm-hmm. has been good, but yeah, you know, we're all like kind of focused on the future. And for you, Wendy, you know, what's your, uh, you know, as somebody who's performing in this, you know, who's got it all in their head already, you know, you're going to go on stage and just do it. Uh, what would your final self be? Yeah. Uh, it's, is cathartic the right word to use? Catharsis. The feeling mm-hmm. where, right? Yeah, the feeling where like you watch something and then it helps you reach that, like how is it reach that point where you go, oh, right. So that was how I was feeling. And that watching that helped me process my own feelings and my thoughts. And then I come out like feeling more clear about myself. Yeah, that kind of thing. Because I do believe we have scenes that are pretty relatable. Mm-hmm. Pretty relatable. Mm-hmm. And again, like it explores the whole um, if only kind of emotions. So you have, well, again, various emotions. So hopefully you watch it and you go, wow, this really helps clear things up. Again, it's the end of 2022. So hopefully that will, you know, cleanse yourself and then uh, you're ready for 2023. So yes, please come and watch and support the arts. We're a small community, but we are, um, yeah, yeah, we're great people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yes, are come. definitely, definitely. So it's as I mentioned, it's already started. It kicked off on the fourteenth of December, but it's on right up till the eighteenth of December. It's happening at the Rooftop Theatre at Band- in Sunway. Uh, and how can folks uh, get their hands? And tickets are priced at uh, what was it? Forty ringgit, isn't it? Forty ringgit yes. flat. How can mm. folks get their hands on tickets? Mm, so they can either DM House Theatre Co on Instagram, or we can. They can also go to the link in the bio where there's a Google form linked where you can submit all your details. So both ways will in case like people prefer to DM, some people prefer to have everything down in the form. So yeah. 
Okay. Right. Uh, walk-in tickets are available as well. Yeah. Walk-in tickets are available. Okay. Excellent. And um, mm-hmm. that's uh, so you know folks just need to search for Howl. So that's like H O W L S Theater dot Theater C O. Just search for them on uh, Instagram, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Search for that, and then you can get your tickets. Again, it's happening at Sunway uh, Sunway College's rooftop theater. That's at level four. Tickets still available. You know, uh, do mm-hmm. go and catch it. Do support these young uh, these young emerging artists. You know, really doing wonderful work. My thanks again to both my guests. I've been speaking to Murasaki Haru, the Artistic Director of Howl's Theatre Company, uh, and also Wendy Wong, who is a cast member of the play If Only. She's also uh, the force behind Amber Jade Arts. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.